You're listening to The Process, where we talk to some of the industry's most talented artists, including film, TV and game. From concept artists to previs to 3D animators and visual effects artists, we talk about a personal project of theirs and take a look at the work that went into them, as well as show an insight into the mind and workflow of each artist. For any visuals discussed in this episode, we've provided a link to images and videos should you need a bit more context. Or you can watch a video podcast on YouTube. Hey, Jay. Hey, how you doing? Good afternoon over there. Oh, thanks, man. You're in a spaceship? Yeah, apparently. It's one of the Google Meets <laughs> backgrounds, because if not, it's a green screen. So oh, is I, it? If I don't want to stare at a green screen too much. But, <laughs> hey, thanks for inviting me here, man. Oh, well, I really appreciate you um, spending time with us today, yep. Jay. So, yeah, thank you so much, man. Uh, especially on a Sunday. Uh, I know you're very busy. No, yeah, it's fine. This is actually the best time to do it. Is it? What what you're doing? What's your typical Sunday? It's, yeah, it's probably, I try not to do too much on a Sunday. You know, it's it's a relaxed day. Um, you might hear the kids yell at each other here a little bit, but I try to- No problem at all. Try to mute them as much as I can. Um, is this your room right here? Because there's a lot of toys back there. Wow. It's mainly Spider-Man, so I'm a big- a This is in the studio, so this is our little sort of- like oh, 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 so you're in the studio. It's, I thought you were at so, home. I'm like, man, I need to- uh, <laughs> I'm looking around me. I have nothing. Much. I got a bunch of aliens wiping the windows, but that's all I got. <laughs> so when you say studio, is it- What is it, like a television? What, what do you- Game? What, what is it? This is the VFX process, but us as a studio okay. and um, what we do, we, we are a company called Big Tooth Studios- okay. We do pre-visualization and visualization for film, game, TV. So, oh, this is where the Unreal comes in. This is where Unreal Engine comes <laughs> okay. in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, us as a studio, we're yeah. fairly new-ish to using it on projects for us because, um, I mean, my background is visualization as a previous artist. Yeah. Prior to setting up my uh, studio, Big Two Studios, like three years ago. Whenever I do these things. I always like to ask people as well, because what I'm going to ask you during this thing is what your thoughts are with Unreal and Previs. Sure, that's that's a great yeah, that, point of topic. Because and, and to me, my channel is all informing people. Um, that that's all, that's all it is. Because it's such a new thing that a lot of people are considering it. And it's always nice to hear it from someone else. Because at some point, I'm going to sound like a broken record and I sound like I'm just trying to sell Unreal Engine, right? But as a professional like yourself, it's an, always, it's an amazing point of view as to why. Why are you looking at this right now? You know? So, okay. I just, I'm going to throw that at you and I'm just going to give you a heads up. Here. Yeah, this is a great thing to talk about, you know? So if you've got any questions like that for, for me, just... Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, like I said, I didn't really have no idea what, what the studio is, but... Now that you said that, I'm like, okay, well, now you're going to get asked that question. But yeah, let's start off with an introduction of yourself, your background. Yeah, so, um, yeah, my name is Jay Selena. I have a YouTube channel, Jay's Films. Uh, I've been making movies since my mom and aunt's camcorder days. So since we were teenagers during the summertime, take the cousins and make crazy movies, right? That's how I got started, and I just never stopped. Um, I... Joined the military. I was in the United States Air Force. Actually, I just got out last month. Uh, so filmmaking was just something as a like a hobby, an expensive hobby that I do on the weekends and things like that. Uh, about two years ago during the pandemic, 
I was sitting at home, bored out of my mind, and I saw a trailer for Unreal Engine 5. And that's when I downloaded Unreal Engine 4. I decided, hey, I'm going to go make me a scary game because I like video games. So when I, was amazing, when I was learning how to make this scary game that weekend, right away, I saw the potential of Unreal Engine. It just flashed right in front of my eyes. And I said, this is much more than just a game engine. Just the quality you get out of it in real time was something I have never seen before. So the following week after that, following month after that, I created my first cinematic in Unreal just for fun. And that was it. Uh, the rest is history. Unreal Engine 5 came out. I made a cinematic. It's like the first one done in YouTube. I just wanted to try it. It was it was crazy because it was beta. But again, I've been that's what I've been doing ever since is just making something on the side on the weekends mostly because active duty, military, you're working nine hours a day. I get home with traffic, you know, hang out with the kids, eat dinner, go to sleep, wake up. So on the weekends, that's my time to, you know, take a minute to actually do what I like to do, which is making movies at the end of the day. That's really, really great. It's something that we like to talk about is that balance of work life, yep. you know, kids and, and, and that energy to, to sort of motivate and do things in your own time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and people ask me all the time is how, how do you get so good being, you know, only two, two years in as a hobby? And, and that's what people need to understand. It's you got to put time. You got to put, sure. you have to put work in it. I mean, sleep, uh, man. I, I know this What's is sleep, this right? is terrible. This is really bad, and I'm not trying to promote it. But mm. sometimes I was getting like four or five hours of sleep, and that is uh, one of the reasons why I had to leave the military. Because at some point when I'm at work, I'm not really thinking about work. I'm thinking about Unreal Engine, uh, Nvidia, Omniverse. I just can't. I was living two lives, actually more than two lives for a long time and at some point my brain just could not handle it um and that's when i just said hey i'm gonna get out of the military i'm gonna do the youtube channel while actively looking for work to follow my dreams really just to make movies and unreal and things like that um but that's why i got out i i just had to so was that the the inspiring sort of motivation like because you was thinking of that and yeah it, and it kind of con yeah. over consumed you like i've got to i've got to jump and, and right right and it's and it's one of those things that i talk to the wife right and it's like okay sometimes it takes a while for somebody to find what they're good at and here i am 13 years i'm i was in the military for 13 years and I was just doing that and I was good at it, right? And I found this hobby, Unreal Engine, and man, I, I, and I'm not trying to brag, but I think I'm pretty good at it too. So I had to make a decision then, should I stay in the military and just watch Unreal, the opportunities go by? Because I was getting offers from studios um, and I had to turn them down. Some of them, I lost sleep over because they were just so good, but I couldn't because I had a commitment to the military, right? And at some point, and then I was debating that for two years, like two and a half years, I kept turning down offers 
it was driving me crazy, man. So at some point I told the wife, hey, you know, we only go around this world once. I got to at least try this. If it doesn't work out, I'm going to go back to a regular job, nine to five job uh, for the rest of my life. But what I don't want to happen is I somehow make it to 60 years old, 65. And I look back to that moment, that fork in the road where I could have went to Unreal or stayed in the military. I probably would not be able to um, forgive myself for not at least trying for like a year or so to follow my dreams one last time. So that was it. And she's like, well, I'm not going to complain about you for the rest of our lives of you missing <laughs> out because you stayed in the military. Right. <laughs> so she's like, I really don't have a choice now, do I? So yeah, she's, she's very, um, she was very supportive because she, she knew I would annoy her a lot about it. So, um, but yeah, man, that, that's, yeah, that's why I, I jumped out. Um, actually, February 1st was my last day in the military. So I've been out. Oh, to, yeah. So right now I'm at, I'm just a weekend warrior is what we call it. So I would come in once a week, like two days out of a month. So I'm still in, but not like actively. So, um, but yeah, man, that that's, that's me. I imagine that's why you're, um, you're putting out videos a lot more. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is I started making those YouTube videos for myself when I was learning Unreal Engine. Um, I was documenting everything. Mostly of them were bugs, um, mistakes, errors. This is how you fix this. And I would make a video about that because six months later, I'm going to forget how I fix it. So I would refer to my own video. And all of a sudden, I've had my channel since 2009. So roughly 13 years, right? Before I started Unreal Engine, I had maybe... I would say, I don't know the exact number, maybe like 12,000 subscribers yeah. for like 13. What was you doing? What, what kind of video content was that? Uh, so that so that 12 years or so, I was making, um, well, I was making real-time movies, right? For fun. So I was doing camera reviews. I was one of the first, oh, okay. uh, I was one of the first buyers of the Blackmagic cinema cameras back in 2012. So I reviewed a lot of Blackmagic cameras. I was like the Blackmagic camera dude back then. Um, and then the Vinci Resolve tutorials and things like that. That got super expensive because buying new cameras every time they come out was just not a good idea. So I stopped doing that. And now I'm in Unreal. So for 12 years, I had maybe 12K, but people are starting to run into problems because of Unreal was new. And they are now finding all these videos that I'm creating. And now when I run into something, I automatically make that video because I know somebody else is going to run into that problem. And that's now how everybody goes to my channel and just, it's a library. It's yeah. legit like a library of troubleshooting. Every now and then you'll find some short films sprinkled all around there, but most of it are a lot of tests because the way I work is I do a lot of tests first. I do a lot of lighting tests. I'll do a lot of animation tests. And then I combine all those experiences into the short film like you just saw. Kind of like combining everything I learned from the test and things like that into that one big piece. But yeah, man, it, my channel blew up. I mean, it's, I know some people are probably like, that's nothing. You know, people blow up in like six months and get like millions of views. 
But going from 12K to almost 80,000 in like a that's, year or two, that's big for me. That, oh yeah, that's- That is good enough for me, man. And to be honest, I like, I like the community they have now. Because if you look at my videos, I almost 98% of the time, I will reply to the people. Because I'm, I'm just, I don't have that many people that some, some of them I actually do know. Just, hey, yeah, this and this and this. You know, I actually get to interact with them. So it's really nice to have that smaller kind of um, people community. And it's kind of just a common thing now, isn't it, on YouTube in general. Uh, if, if you're looking for a tutorial or looking for any kind of question to be answered, everybody jumps into the comments because they know that there's a conversation in there somewhere yes. where if they're, if they're not going to comment themselves... Yep. They'll check first, like, you know, they'll scroll down yeah. and say, I wonder if somebody's asked the question that I'm thinking. Yeah. And if you're interacting with those comments, it's kind of that community yep. within building your a community. Channel. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. And that's what that's what it is. It's kind of like a Discord community. Like my channel's become a Discord community. <laughs> and and what's crazy though, and again, I'm kind of glad because when I started two years ago, finding an Unreal engine for filmmaking was zero to none. There was maybe one person making that and that was like Matt Workman. And he, yes. I would go, so I would learn, I was, he was doing a lot of virtual production though, like green screen and stuff like that. But majority of the content online was all gaming, how to create a video game. That's been going on for years, like seven years. You'll find a lot of those tutorials. What I'm glad about now is that the community grew. The amount of people creating YouTube content for Unreal Engine exploded. So it's very nice to start learning Unreal Engine now, actually. You have a lot more options than just a couple of people. Because at first, there was only like a handful of us. But now, man, it's it's crazy. I love it. Like my feed is full of just people <laughs> because that's what I wanted to happen. Like Unreal Engine shouldn't just be kind of just like take it to yourself and that's why I love Epic's model. Free mm. until you make a certain amount. That's insane. You just yeah. opened the gates to the world, to be honest. Like, and that's, and again, with information, that's what I try to do as well. It's just open it. Like, here are the information. And what's cool about it is the thing that I like is when I get a message saying, hey, I did this commercial it showed on TV and I learned it from you, right? Amazing. Hey, I work for this studio. I worked on this show and I watched your Unreal Engine for it. So that's, that's how, I guess that's how it gets reciprocated back to me. And that's what made it worth it. Like, that's freaking cool. Like you, like I just, um, I just shared, I'm sorry if I talk too much. Um, um, I, I, some actually, somebody from Greece just recently sent me their Superman short film they made in Unreal Engine. Is that that one that, um, that really, pun intended, epic? He had like a Superman was like in front of the bones. Uh, yes. In front of the bones. Like, okay. Yeah. So that that's one of my subscribers. And, Is and it? yeah, he sent that to me. He said, hey, man, thank you for this. You inspired us to do this. And I watched it and I said, this is why I do this. There's other, there are so many talented people out there. That was the, that's the best short film I've ever seen made in the Unreal Engine. Hands yeah. down, man. 
We, we've contacted that guy to come yeah. onto the show and, and talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, they're from we've, Greece. We've reached yeah, out to that's them. cool. Amazing. That's cool because I said, when I get home, I'm reacting <laughs> to this video like right away I'm because he's like, I want some feedback. So I made a video reacting to it so my community can watch it and then we gave him feedback. So I gave him feedback. Again, that's why I do it. You know, actually, they're just two brothers. That's, there's just two of them that actually made that thing. But that's the power of Unreal, you know? And, and that's that's the crazy thing. And that's why I do what I do. That's how I get back. That's, you know, I don't get paid for any of that, obviously. That's why I'm still poor. But that's what makes it worth it for me, man. When people like I that. See. just I love that. Yeah. You can see in the comments as well, like we were talking about the comments, um, just that we're, we're doing a commercial on so-and-so. Can I ask how you would set this up? Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. great to see that community. Yeah. It's in the comments and then you respond to them and then you'll get back to you and say, oh man, you know what? Thanks for that help. It yeah. was just like a lifesaver on the shoot. And yeah. that's the community and that's that's what's driving everything forward. And that's why everybody's sort of having that confidence and they know that if they want to jump in and make something, because you've got to just start doing it really. I think... You know, you, you do a lot of research and, and stuff, but you only really learn when you're in there yeah. finding out, you know, what's yeah. going wrong. How do I solve it and get how to, how to get to that end goal? Yeah. I mean, I get that sometimes. Like, hey, can you mentor me for like an hour and teach me? I'm like, it just doesn't work like that. You know, you just, you got to get in there. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. Learning in Real Engine costs a lot of headaches, right? Um, I lost a lot of keyboards because I would throw them out. No, I'm just joking. I don't. I don't. It, it, man, there, there's some time. There's some days when I have to just say, "All right, it's I'm gonna get to go." Um, it's not the easiest thing because it's pretty. I wouldn't say it's complex. Honestly, it's one of the easiest softwares I have learned. Honestly, I will just say that. But obviously, they're still gonna have. It's it's still in beta. There's still some quirks there. Obviously, right. Um, and again, when I first started the document, you know, learning from somebody else was not a thing. You didn't have a lot. Sure. So it was very frustrated, you know. Um, a lot of the headaches people were facing now I faced when I first started. I had a lot more. So it's like when somebody complains about it, I'm like, take all your problems now and multiply that by 20 when we first started. Like, consider yourself lucky is what I'm trying to say because people are complaining. Because they're comparing it to like Maya or Blender or Max. Those are like 17-year-old softwares, 20-year-old softwares, man. Unreal is pretty much a baby if you compare it to those guys, you know. So you got to be patient with it. And that's one of the things that I always tell people, you know, the VFX people, um, professionals in Maya and Max, first thing you got to do, you got to respect Unreal. Yes. Flat out. You have to respect it. If you come in there, you're going to get frustrated with it. Because you're going to want it to perform like how Maya performs. And it's not going to give you that. No. Once you understand that, you're going to see the benefits of Unreal. I always tell people that when they're trying to learn. Hey, I'm coming from Max, from Maya. What's up with Unreal? Like, you think I can learn it? You can absolutely learn it, yes. But you can't translate it one-to-one. There's going to be some stuff that you're going to have to kind of either hide or you know get away with you know what i mean so yeah. um but yeah now it's it's there's a lot more content people uh learning and it's growing fast which is very good i like to see that um because what i like to do kind of like the superman piece right it's a circle i make something 
I inspire somebody, they make something, and they will inspire me back. Because after I watched that Superman video, to get you hyped, I said, <laughs> okay, you just challenged me now, right? And, and it's, it's bittersweet. And you probably saw the comments. This is like, this is the most depressing thing, but inspiring thing I have ever seen in my life because yeah. it's depressing because I can't be that good. It's inspiring because I want to be that good. That's how I want people to look at that. And that's why I showed it. You know, it's just raising raising the bar and raising the bar and sort keep of, raising you know, the in bar a, in a healthy in a healthy way. You in know? a healthy way, and I know people will get will say in the comments. I saw it. You know, this is making me sad. I want to just stop. Unreal. I said I can't be that good, right? And that's the wrong way to go about it. Definitely, yeah. You know what Definitely. you need to do is you watch that video, and I said, now I have my eyes set because. Before that happened, when it was just a couple of us making Unreal Engine short films, I was actually having to go watch a lot of cinematics for video games mm. to get inspiration from because I didn't have any Unreal Engine um, short films to watch. So I would go watch uh, Elder Scrolls Online. They have fantastic cinematics. I've never played the game. Diablo. Yeah. <sighs> Blizzard and their cinematics. I'm sorry. If you want to study animation, go watch Blizzards. I know they're offline, so don't compare that with Unreal right now. <laughs> but I, man, I learned so much. You know, I, I just only, watching and and then and sort of picking up on what what they're doing here. Yes, and what what makes that work? Right, and you have my. So I, I only graduated high school. I didn't go to college. Right. Um. And, and again, I just want to let people know this. You know, I've been trying to do filmmaking for a while. And my mom, she she walked in with a magazine for a uh, four-year college for filmmaking, right? And she gave it to me when I was like 17. And she said, son, as much as I want you to go to this, I can't afford it, right? Oh, really? Yeah. And it, it's expensive. So I was like, don't worry about it. I said, don't worry about it, mom. Um she knows how I work hard. I started working when I was 15, right? So she knows I wanted to go to college, right? Um, and I said, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll find my way, right? So I had to join the military and just take it from there. But the whole point is, even if you don't go to school, for me, watching movies, watching cinematics online, reading the documentations, Unreal's got pretty good documentations. I know people complain about it, but it's actually pretty decent. That's how I learned, you know? And that's what I want people to think about is like, we are so spoiled right now with all this technology that we have. And what I always like to say is, imagine if Steven Spielberg had all this yeah. for free <laughs> when yeah. he was young or George Lucas would have Unreal oh, during man. his time. And yeah, start thinking about it because... In a way, we're spoiled, man. You know, um, say Jurassic, uh, Jurassic Park, for example. So St Steve Spaz Williams doing the whole, you know, the CG dinosaurs. So like, whenever we're having troubles in the studio, I just think, you know what? I can't get that angry because we've got it easy, yeah. man. Like, if you think about what had to be done to get the results that you they needed to get in those times, we have got it easy. Obviously, still in a different sort of, you yeah. know, it's relative, but man. 
we've got a lot of tools and yeah. we, we shouldn't be complaining yeah. to and that, we, you know. And what's exciting is it's just going to get better. Um, yeah. Blender's free, Unreal's free, and Video Omniverse is free. Motion capture is becoming cheaper by the minute. Yeah, even like webcam, just just for that content creator, just to get used to the workflow and like, hey, can I just get something bespoke in my room? I haven't got a budget. Let's just learn. It's, it's I mean, so that face good thing that I use for Zin is now free. The software is free. <laughs> and I was talking to FaceGood Jello, the the CEO or the, the inventor. I was like, you're crazy, man. He's like, nah, this is what we want to do. So it's free. Like anybody can download that software and get the same facial animation. Like it's so good. It's So, so, good. so they changed their model to, to sort of, I guess not similar to Unreal Engine, but just opening it up to people to create content and say, look, man, we use FaceGood. Honestly, the advertising of it is not so good. But if people get a hold of it, it, it could potentially become the standard if if we continue on with the meta humans um on how we're using meta humans right now because it's everywhere face good might be like a pretty good standard eventually because it's just so good man it, it's just crazy good there's so many like different ways of doing things yeah. and people prefer this and that's got its flaws and that's, you know, I like this, I don't like that. Yeah. It's just great to just see what people well, are using and how they're using it, you know. Since you wanted to talk about Zen, I can talk about that if you want. So today we're talking uh, about your short film made in 2022, Unreal Engine 5. We've got software, which we'll get into a bit more detail, yeah. Xsense, Facegood and Reillusion. Right. Can you just talk to us about... And in, your inspiration uh, for this short. Okay, so, so cyberpunk. Have you seen the movie Seven? Yes. Okay. I love um, murder mysteries, thriller, nineties, two thousands. David Fincher, Christopher Nolan, my favorite directors. Um, and and what I'm trying to do. So this is actually, this is a series that I was wanting to do. Okay. Um, and I have it. I um I actually applied for a grant for it, right? And again, this is this is huge. Um, I applied for a mega grant for it, but it got denied because the competition for the mega grant is insane now. Yeah, you know what that yeah. is, right? Like yeah, the mega grant. Pitch like everybody a, pitch a project, right? I totally got. I I understand. I no no uh, love lost there. So. I know I wanted to make this ep uh, series, but what the Mega Grant was going to do was just kind of like help me out so I can make it. So this actually took a lot longer because I was waiting for my paycheck to kind of fund it, right? Um, we shot that in 2021 and I just finished it like last month because I actually finally took the time. Um, but actually for that short, I want a series a uh, cyberpunk, obviously, because I love Blade Runner. Uh, ten episodes, ten different stories. That was episode one, so that's about uh, the detective. And that script was actually a lot longer. And again, this is huge. For you people out there who are watching, if you have an idea, it's so big and it's such a great idea, but you don't have the resources to make it, cut it off. Zen was a perfect example of this. My script for Zen was much longer. There's so many more parts of that. Mm -hmm. But with the budget restriction, the production budget for that was 600 US dollars. 
Okay, that was that was the shoot. That's how much I spent that day when we made it. Just take the big picture and pretty much do what you can. Um, being in the military, probably the best thing I can take away from it is control what you can control. I can't control my budget. There's no way. I don't. If I don't have a budget, I can't control it. But what I can control is how I do stuff in Unreal and how I make this movie. So I cut the script to legit the last five minutes of the movie. That's really the last five, 10 minutes of the movie. And I made it, you know, and, and then that's the thing. That's the idea. I have a lot more of those, but this is going to take a little bit, a little bit, you know, to actually make them. And, and so that's that's solely you just doing this because while you're in the military, yeah. you're it's evenings or weekends to yeah. to to get this and yeah to get this done. Yeah, for for Zen, I actually had to take three days of oh, it took a week off. I took like four or five days of leave so I can when the when the kiddos were taking a nap, which gives me three to four or five hours. That's when I sat down and just knocked it out. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. How long was the shoot with the actors? Oh um, my god! <laughs> was there any one takes, or did you? Oh my How gosh! Was that? Oh, so I know I'm never gonna do that again. But so I have the series. First thing I do is I go to the Epic Marketplace. All right, I look at the environments there. Once I find something that I like that will fit the cyberpunk world that I'm trying to create, I say this is it. I take a picture. I actually took a picture of the bathroom because it happened in the bathroom. The bathroom was like $17 in the Epic Marketplace. I took a picture of it. I sent it to my buddy TQ. Um, we, we write each other up. He helps me write my stuff. And I said, TQ, I got this bathroom. What I want in this bathroom is this. All right. So he takes about a week and he sends me a draft. And then this is good. I made some changes. I changed the the genders. He had a male and a female. I made it, you know, you know, just made it interesting a little bit more. I just edited the script, and that's how that was that last piece. So the way I do it is I go backwards. I have the I have the ending. I always write at the end, and then I go back backwards, and and then back. I have the bathroom scene. That's what I want to happen. So that's what we wrote first, and then I just wrote everything else. Once that's done, I got the script. I made it shorter. I went to Instagram and I just started searching for hashtag Las Vegas actors. A uh, bunch of names popped up. I messaged them. Um, then I pretty much scheduled them to just go, hey, Saturday, meet me this time. It's going to be a three-hour shoot, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I had two people cancel on me last minute. So those two people actually, actually three of them were backups. So they didn't really have time to prep. I almost wow. canceled it actually. I was like, it's not fair for them to come in that day and just, you know, perform. The shoot was scheduled for three hours. And during that shoot, I was shaking my head the entire time because that was not a good idea. It, it was not, it was not enough time. I had four different talents one mocap suit, one mocap helmet. So that four hours, that, that thing that was three hours, that three hours was not, it was such a bad idea, man. Is that after setup or is that like- That is everything. Got, really? That is everything. So we get in, we got four hours, we got to get yeah, out. Yeah, we got there <laughs> four hours with setup and this guy decided to not hire an audio person. So I did- 
the old so here's 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 what the crew looked like me the bts videographer and then the t- the actors right that's it and they don't they don't know what they're turning up but they know briefly like oh well, they've know, never done mocap before never done mocap okay so <laughs> i don't it, it's giving me like flashbacks man it was such a, but you had i had to keep my composure but inside i was i was freaking out Really? I was freaking out because I had to set up the body mocap, the facial mocap, the audio, the laptop, direct. Yo, it was Man. That could that could take I mean, was this the first time that you like set up something on that scale yes. to sort of get done in like this, that time? this is because- again, like I told you, and, and it's cool because what I do is I start smaller. Obviously I can make one video, one person animation. Of I course, did it with yeah. two people before, again in a small room, in, in like a room in an apartment. And then this, yes, this is my first more than two people mocap session. And honestly, my only second animation period. Um, Yeah. So hindsight 2020, give yourself some more time. If you give yourself three hours, it's going to be at least seven. <laughs> yeah, no, because it's the, with the setup alone. And again, with one mocap suit, we had to swap suits. Of course, yeah. So, so, you, so you're not having that interaction. No, you kind man. of, you kind of, it's 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 two separate pieces put together, yep. but you're doing like repeats yep. of choreography of yep. takes and stuff. And it and it goes back to control what you can control. I can't control. I only have one suit. But what's cool about XNs is they sell shirts individually, because you know you have to wear a shirt. Sure. I bought extra shirts, so it's that would be gross if they're swapping shirts too. So, oh, okay. they only had to swap the the straps, the, the actual sensors. But yeah, ah. and did you get it done within that time, or was did you have to um, come back for another shoot, or nah, did man. you get what you needed to get done? <laughs> the only thing it. I had to redo was we had to do an ADR after, because oh. this guy didn't hire an audio person, and I had a lot of noise in the lav mics. Oh, right, and I couldn't use any of it, so I had to come back for like, you know, got got them to just record ADR. Yeah, and I think I did one mocap session at home. I just added the whole phone thing, but that was it. So really, that thing was shot in like three to four hours, including Man. setup and teardown. I was gonna say, what would you um, do differently? But I can imagine you would give yourself more time. Yeah, you would get yeah. Well, th- audio that's the thing stuff. too is that that time, more time means more time for the rental and more time for the talents as well. So at that time. Again, I can only control what I can control. That's all the yeah. money I had. So I'm going to make it, yeah. you know? And again, one of the things I learned is don't wait around for stuff. I had $600. I'll do it. I'll make it. I don't care. I don't care how it's going to look. I'm just going to do it, man. I'm not going to wait and sit here until somebody throws me a bone and budget yeah. and then make it. No, I'm, I have $600. i am going to take that. I'm going to go out Saturday with nothing else. Never met these people before. We're just going to make something. You know, you, you can never wait around for the perfect opportunity. You'll be waiting You've forever. You'll make the opportunity. You'll be waiting forever. Absolutely. So, you know, that's that's a prime example of you've got the end goal in mind, and you will go. You've got to go for it. Uh, it's never going to be an ideal situation. You're never going to get a perfect storm. No. It's going to be, uh, you know, a ride. And what a way to learn on the job and with those restrictions and limits and, and things, you know, what a way to, to, to learn and get get stronger coming yeah. at the other end of it thinking, oh, yeah, that was incredible. That was terrifying. But let's go. Yeah. You know? 
you get if you see some of the behind the scenes video, right? like you can see in my eyes that I was so focused. <laughs> I've got I've got a video of yeah, you. Yeah, like it was it was like thing. it was I was so focused. It it was crazy. Like I don't know. Um, and and again, it's one of those things that I learned that from real filmmaking. Because when I was trying to make movies for real, I was always waiting for that new camera. Oh, I'm going to wait for the Blackmagic Cinema Camera 6K to make this movie. That comes out. Oh, man, they just have the 12K. Oh, nice. yeah. Let me go ahead and wait for that. How many movies did I make? Zero. And I said, in Unreal, there's no excuse. Mm -hmm. There's a camera, and it's called the Cinema Camera Actor. And it stays the same. Right? Yeah. For lighting, I don't need lighting. There's a rectangular light, a point light, and a skylight in there if you want to. I pushed myself so that I wouldn't have any excuses not to make that. Mm -hmm. I got no no excuses. I have a mocap suit, a mocap helmet, a lav I have one lav mic, and I have a recorder. I have a script, no excuse. And I just had to do it. And that's why I like about Unreal. I don't have to rely too much on other people. You get people making amazing films on iPhones and yeah. people using old battered phones that kind of, you know, it overheats and yeah. it's everybody's <laughs> it situation overheats, yeah. is different. <laughs> but but you, you get to learn like, okay, so we can only shoot for five minutes because the, <laughs> yeah. the camera device is going to yeah. shut off. So how do I adapt to the, the situation that we're in at the moment? Yeah. I can't change it. I can control what, what we've got. Yeah. Uh, and let's get the best out of it. So super uh, admiring to, to hear that, Jay. I mean, and, and that's the thing as well is in a way you actually challenging yourself because mm -hmm. you're having to think outside the box. And I think you get a lot more from that than making something where you're comfortable and you have, you have it all. <laughs> it's a bad idea, but back yourself against a corner and you're going to find out how worthy you are really. Mm-hmm is what I got from what you said. Those limitations will show, will, will tap into something inside you and either overcome it or you're going to just fold and give up because that's what happened. I backed myself up in the corner and I was just, I was fighting it the whole way. I mean, that shoot, I mean, obviously you've been to a lot of shoots. It wasn't like, oh, let's go ahead and <laughs> we got four hours. Let's yeah. go ahead and uh, yeah, just... This is this is gonna go perfectly. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a coffee and just sit, sit <laughs> yeah, down yeah, for five. It's like I ain't got time to boil the kettle. <laughs> just just <laughs> sit here and uh, let's no. But that's that's a good point, man. And again, I had goosebumps when you said that because what I don't want to do anymore is wait. I just want to make something. Whenever I feel like that, like I have to wait for something, I always think about the people who inspired me. Right, so you got. Alex Rodriguez, um, you have uh, Quentin Tarantino, Reservoir Dogs is one of my favorite movies. And Quentin Tarantino is such a, he's so good at this. He can take one location and oh, make yeah. a movie in that entire location and you are going to be hooked. Hooked, yeah. Reservoir Dogs happened in one warehouse. The actors were wearing their own clothes that's what I want people to look at and say, focus on your story and the idea. Yeah, man. Definitely. That, that's what I want to do. 
Um, and watching Cyberpunk Zin, my my movie, when you look at the comments, you know, some of the comments were, oh my gosh, his daughter's still alive. Or, oh my gosh, I can't believe he just did that. Yeah. Not, oh my gosh, that explosion was so cool. Oh wow, that that spaceship was so amazing. I don't want that. I want you to like my story, not yeah. immerse the v- immerse the viewer into the story, right. and then it's Be- it's beneath the, the yes the stuff. Because I can tell you right now, as an indie, as a solo filmmaker, you are not going to beat out Marvel. You're not. That's again. That's one of the problems. Is somebody I want to be that good with fancy special effects, visual effects. And they get depressed because I can't never be that good. Don't worry about that. Like for me, I almost added like a muzzle effects. There was no visual effects in that short at all. Even though it was cyberpunk, I was like, I'm taking all that out because I don't Mm -hmm. want it to remove, you know, I don't want it to distract the people. Because again, for me, I want people to look and actually understand the story and like it enough that they feel for it because it's so that's that's the best feeling in the world is reading those comments and they're like i don't know how i feel i feel bad for her but i don't know what she did you know and and it's you start to ask questions it's like why wait what she just did what he did what that's what i want man Mm -hmm. and and again with my series trust me the original script Oh, it, it, it's it was, it's amazing, but again, I just had to do what I could do, and I'm glad I did. You know. Yeah. Well, it shows, man. Yeah. Like, I, I can't wait. Are, are you working on um a next the next part at the like to come out in? Well, yeah. Well, I don't have a job, <laughs> so while I'm looking for a job, I can't really work on it too much. Of course. Um, but honestly, for me, again, like that took two years just because you know, what I could do. Um, but eventually I do have a lot more episodes because what it is, is it's like an anthology. So it's, it's, it's a season, but it's a different story every, every episode. So I got him and I got a couple more that are really good. Uh, but eventually again, control what I can control. Eventually you probably see another five minute or so, so that you get that piece. Um, because at the end of the day, I just want to tell stories. Yeah, that's the main thing, isn't it? The, st- the storytelling is the foundation. And when when you're getting people commenting on story and characters, you think my job is done. Like, look at that. They've they, they've they've seen past the the visuals, and then the, the underlying thing that matters is the story. If 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 somebody's questioning a VFX explosion rather than yeah, that, that yeah. I, I don't believe that character. Right. Then you know, so, you know. Yeah, I, I just don't like it when people spend like three years on making an animated short film with all these fancy explosions and all these action sequences, and nobody really cared. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you spent all no that. One, no one remembered. Yeah, the, no one remembered. Like nobody cared. Like nobody talked about it. You spent all that money making that and that time and that effort because you spent so much time in all the other stuff. Yeah. I'm the opposite. They, they, it's it's the feeling that you that that ingrains in people. And, when they and leave I'm not trying to disrespect screen. you because I know you're a VFX like background. I'm not trying to disrespect VFX at all. But I think what I'm trying to say is just don't focus too much on eye candy. Is what I'm trying to yeah. say. Well, this this goes straight into visualization, and we were talking about yeah. it. Um, before 
it is the story. So we don't come in and do the VFX. We actually, Previous. we're in the pre-production, so it's pre-visualization. So working with the director, um, working with um, that that side of things before it gets to the shoot. Oh man, so you have the best job can... in the world then. <laughs> well, it's, it's you know, <laughs> we don't- He's like, well, I can't really say, but no, that's- It's, it's the thing though, um, where the best previs in the world and, and I've always said this to everybody that gets kind of into like, oh, but I can turn on the textures and the reflections and the lighting and the all the fancy, fancy stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is always attempting to do because you think <laughs> yeah. this is going to look cool. It happens all the time. But I always tell everybody that want to get into previs and visualization that it is the story that's, that's, that's number one. Yeah. And the best previs in the world can just be grayscale and not the final mocap. It can yeah. just, you know, it, it does what it needs to do for the project that it's it's on. So the Matrix, for example, yeah. there's some really great previs on the um, highway scene yeah. where where the trucks collide and then they fight on the top of that. That previs is done in like super low poly. It's like really simple stuff, right. but it tells the story and you feel the action and you feel the pace and you feel the characters. So that's the underlying thing, isn't it? So if you can get the viewer to feel something when they leave that cinema or they leave the viewing, then they're going to remember that feeling that they had, not like, oh, that explosion looked a bit dodgy. (laughs) Or the VFX. And when you've got the balance of like, say, for example, Avatar 2, that hybrid and balance for me of character feeling and VFX was kind of like, for me, it was, balanced. It was incredible. It, the balance of really? story and VFX. I'm going to watch it right. now. You're going to make me watch it. Seriously. <laughs> and, you know, people, I think sometimes people just like love to hate. And like, because the VFX were so incredible. Um, it, it's just unparalleled, the, the quality. And then also in there is story and characters. And I think the balance has been done very, very well. That's yeah. my opinion. Yeah, I mean, and I can argue again just one more time. It's, it's, it, we talk about James Cameron. It's, people talk about the Titanic. They don't talk about the freaking ship sinking. They talk about that last moment when yeah. Rose let go of Jack. That's how James Cameron was good, right? He spent all that money, but we can still focus on those two characters. That's how you know people don't really care too much about VFX because people still talk about that freaking boat scene and how say there many, was enough room for how Jack. Many freaking years <laughs> later, right? But that that's is the feeling. The, that's the impact that I want people to think. Think about your Jack scene. Me, that was the bathroom scene. I want people to talk about that, you know. And there is somebody dead in in the in the toilet there. We don't know who it is, but you actually should know who it is. So that's the kind of stuff that that I want and that want people to focus at. Um, but with previous, like you said. Uh, are you all using Unreal for previous yet? Where do you work? We, we we've started to use it for for projects. So nice. it all for, for us. It always depends on the client's um, uh, requirements. Okay, so it's so, probably going to be a bunch, a bunch of Unreal here shortly. Then. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a lot of people, and, and I think as the um, demand goes up for the cro- the crossover, which is happening. Because of yep. things like Transition. Unreal Engine, the crossover of and, and you know and the 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 LED walls and the screens and the volumes, that word pre-visualization is actually now just visualization. If you look at any film now on the credits, it would be the third floor. It would be proof. It would yeah. be 
frame store pre-visualization. Now it's just visualization because of that crossover. And so the tools that we're now using in the previs world, if it's intended for a LED wall virtual production shoot, then they're thinking, you know, can we take these pre-assets and just have them as assets for the final? So that's where the bleed of visualized it's just visualization yeah so it's it's not it's kind of blurring the lines but it's just the way production is becoming not virtual production but it'll just be production in the future i feel yeah the word virtual production will just drop and it'll just be this is the way that we do things right so i guess do you feel like unreal is a good previous tool yes definitely it definitely definitely is it's incredible yeah and it answers a lot of questions for people that need their questions answered yes for example if a production is scouting an environment or scouting a location if you can get a, a 3d version of that location that where they can go and scout it they can go and scan it they can bring it back and then the dop and the cinematographer can explore it together and work things out That's because it's, it. it's all for previous it's all about working things out yep. and 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 problem solving and reducing the the Production issues that time. may they may encounter yeah everyone wants to be efficient no one wants to spend money that where they don't need to spend it so if they can answer those questions early on for multiple departments then that's just a great tool for everybody yeah. and i think if the client needs that type of question answering i think unreal engine allows that to a, to a great degree you know yeah um depending I, on the question and I, I agree with you have you seen um love, love death robots season um called in vault in vaulted tombs for like they're like soldiers so in in like a cave or something is that the is it Michael B. Jordan? The Michael B. Nah, Jordan? Not episode? that one. Oh, not you, that one. You probably haven't seen like the newest season, right? It's like four soldiers, like uh, that, like four or five soldiers. They go into a cave and they're like fighting spiders and stuff. Yes, that rings a bell. The the, the one that sticks out to me on that season was uh, the Gibbero one. Oh gosh, and yeah. Let's not talk. That's my is, favorite. Which is it, this is another <laughs> yeah. episode so to talk about, about that. I'm talking about the soldier one because that when I watched it, I knew right away it was Min and Real. And it's funny because one of the people that worked on it messaged me. is like, you have a really good eye. It's like, no, I've just been staring at Unreal Engine for the past yeah. two years and I recognize what it is. But I'm, I'm bringing that up because they talked about what you just talked about. But basically what they did was they took a previs, but as the production went on, they just upgraded everything. And That's it. Built it. Yeah. To the yeah. final pixel. It becomes the final, it becomes yeah. that previous model becomes the, the final yeah. asset. And I was, cause they're like, all right, so now let's just block it. Put the mocap in there, put some rocks in there. And then as they, as they went, they just did some iterations, freaking save you so much time. That's it. Insane. That's it. Insane. That's similar to like, if we work on a video game cinematic, for example, yeah. Which we've, we've worked on. We've done a, a bit of Call of Duty. We've done the Hyperscape. We've done some Hyperscape like, cinematics. Uh, uh, like, like previous cinematic? Yeah, so it was it was um, previous cinematic, but it was layout. So we would take the company's uh, storyboards yeah. and then we would create the uh, 3D animated versions of them. Uh, and what then kind they of would... job do you have, man? That's like a dream <laughs> job. Like, can I Google this? What is this? <laughs> well, we, we a lot of the projects we can't actually show, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, no, 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 no. So I, that's crazy. All right. Yeah, and, but that that actually ta that we pass on if it's a layout project and it's a fully CG uh, cinematic, which it is because 
Ubisoft in video game cinematics, they're all CG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would do layout and we would pre-visit and, and the, the company would take our cameras and scenes so then they would then replace the characters with their final asset and they would keep our cameras and our they, the animation team would add on all the fancy animation. So we were there problem-solving and animating and creating all the short the shots with the director so the oh. director can say oh that works or that doesn't work or that shot's too long and can we have that character run down the hill and then jump and flip over there and oh. then can we have this ship crash here and so we were we were answering all these questions um so then they could pass it to the next stage of layout which was a refined layout and then animation and yeah. then all the lighting and the, the texture and departments are happening at the same time and then it all feeds to the final thing but if you didn't have that layout stage at the start yeah the animation team coming in you know they can block out stuff yeah. really quick and but the, the time that it takes to kind of iterate because we would do like hundreds of iterations Jeez. the director would come back and say can we tweak this can we so is, is the director usually from from that company? It's it, they they have the the director with that company, right. yeah. So okay. they're they're on board with that um, company cool. to direct, and we they just we we, we work with them. That's uh, exciting, daily, you know. That's um, it, when people ask me all the time. It's like honestly, previous for the job I'm looking at, there's it's going to be probably previous because that's what I like to do. I don't I don't mm. want to do the LED volumes all that stuff. I just want to do cinematics and stuff. So that that's that's cool. I didn't even know. I thought you were just playing Warzone. I didn't know. No, no. I didn't know you guys worked on that. I'm like, oh, it <laughs> was like Call of Duty then. Um, but but that's cool, man. And and again, I think I don't think Unreal is going anywhere for previous. <laughs> it's it's no, going to be there for a while. What what software? If you if you can say on it, what software do you all use for your stuff before? Um, so if the if the, we've used Maya, we've ah. used we love Blender, oh, yeah. uh, but if if the client requires a specific software because we need to fit back into their pipeline, then it's whatever software that they need wow. to use. So you, know? you have to be versatile. So you have to be very versatile. Yeah, you have to kind of there's ways around it where we've thought, okay, can we export things to Blender and then do animation in there yeah. and then send everything back and and things like that, which we have done in the past. Um, That's but yeah, cool. just flexibility. And so, um, I know this is like an interview for me, but I'm asking you questions. Like, how much are you all spending time on learning or using Unreal now? You know, it, it was one of those things, Jay, where you go, soon I'm going to jump into Unreal Engine, <laughs> you know, or, or the next project we're going to try and use yeah. Unreal Engine. But depending on the client, it's like we can't for whatever reason. Yeah. But um, along came a, a director recently that uh, is, is local to us and and they they used to make a lot of like horror uh, films and they've got a great um, reputation to, okay. to making short films and he came to us to sort of create a pitch viz so he's got his scripts he's he's got the sellers interested in buying some kind of story that involves this or whatever so he come to us to create some pitch viz and then that because it's pitch viz that they're essentially going to take that trailer or a scene and then take it to the investors and say i've got the script we've got concept art we've got a pitch deck and also bonus we've got a, uh, a one minute trailer that you can get a feel for yeah the the tone of this film that we want to sort of get funding for so he came along and he says, can you use Unreal Engine? And we were like, yeah, we can use Unreal Engine. But we learned it as we as we cool. went along for the project. 
and we made a trailer for um, a film that he's pitching. It's gone really well, and they want to make more trailers. So it's 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 using that quality of the Unreal Engine. Yeah, it's there for that, for that purpose. It's you know, there, and it really man. is there. Yeah. Man. We did um, a scene in Unreal Engine. It's kind of like a found footage type handheld feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he showed it to his team, and one of the guys says, "Man, when did you go and shoot that?" And he was like, no, I haven't shot it. This was just Unreal Engine. Like He was like, oh, I, I, that's cool. I was going to be really pissed then. I was thinking, why didn't you hire me to build that set? Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. it was it was cool, man. I, it was really cool. So we're using you, it more Do now. you all um, y'all use uh, Lumen for Lumen or Ray Tracing? Yeah, we, we don't use path tracing at the moment. Got we it. just use pretty much straight out the box Lumen. We're Lumen new to it. Lumen's um, good it, for And it definitely does the job. I know you, um, you've... <laughs> compared a lot of oh, path yeah. tracing and you do a lot of technical analysis it's because I, I, I truly believe real-time path tracing is going to happen so i'm using nvidia omniverse because they can take they can accept multiple gpus that software can and it has path tracing in it oh. and i see it there already so i'm using right now i'm using four rtx 4090s in nvidia omniverse so you're the guy with all the 4090s <laughs> <laughs> and i'm telling you man it's giving me a glimpse of what it's going to be in the next 10 years or so. Wow. And the multiple GPU path tracing, that's where it's going to go. Because imagine that in an LED volume, a path trace seen in real time. Nobody's going to go back to anything else once they see that. Um, but yeah, but yeah, that's just a technical piece. And I'm excited because Unreal Engine, apparently you can use two now, which is good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, with your content on YouTube, you're you're you know you're constantly looking yeah. at new yeah. new technologies yeah. and new ways of doing things and comparing and you know giving advice out to, to people. It's just fun. I could easily talk with you, Jay, for another four hours. <laughs> no, no, man. Hey, yeah, no. I I think we we talked actually we talked about some pretty good stuff to be honest. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but yeah, trust me. My wife, she's I'm done talking about Unreal Engine or Nvidia Omniverse <laughs> with her. So whenever I get a chance to talk to somebody else about yeah. these things, I always say yes. I didn't even know y'all were this big, big <laughs> shot, big deal people. No, man. We're, we're tiny, man. We're tiny. What do you mean? You, come on. That's, I used to play that game. But but yeah, thanks for having me. It's always nice, like I said, to always talk about this kind of stuff. Um, and again, if you have, I don't know if you have my email, if you have some cool like finished product in Unreal, like the okay. one that you can share, I always like looking at people's work because okay, it's always that. it's always nice to see other people's work to see you know how they do it. Um, it's just inspiration and stuff like that. Brilliant, uh, Jay. We will definitely yeah. definitely stay in touch because I mean I feel like we could have a part two with you. Honestly, Jack. man, I looked at the time. I look. I thought we were talking for like maybe thirty <laughs> minutes. Same. That was same. like it's been an hour and some change. I'm like, yeah, what happened? But that's what happens when you're having fun. If we're ever in London, can I visit you just to see your toys? If you guys have cool toys. We got we got we got toys. We got well, machines. Not, well, not those kind of toys. I mean, like the big boy toys, right? We haven't got four forty nineties yet. Uh, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, 
love, but, but yeah, I would, I would definitely hit you up because I like. Please do, man. Man, it's like a toy. It's like an adult toy store for me when I go to studios. It's like amazing. What is this? You know, like <laughs> seeing some things that are not even in the market yet. That's that's crazy. But hey, thanks for having me. I'm gonna go eat some Joe, breakfast. I, I've been I smelling the bacon for like an hour, and it's delicious. Um, thanks for enjoy having it, me, man. man. Enjoy and again, it. thanks for being flexible with doing this on the weekend because. Um, I'm actually in the middle of moving houses as well. So there's just a lot of craziness going on with my life. So um, thanks again. It was nice meeting oh, you. Man. Um, Pleasure, Jay. And we'll stay in touch. And yeah. honestly, thank you so much. For yeah, time. I'm going to go amazing. to your website now and see what okay. what you guys have worked on because it sounds pretty darn cool. Amazing. Cheers, Jay. Well, see all ya. the best. And we'll speak to you very soon, man. And have a good Sunday. All right, see you. Okay, take care, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye, man. Bye. If you're looking for more conversations like this and can't wait for the next episode, head over to our YouTube channel or follow the link in the episode description.